Nigga ain't let me catch my brother. None, you hear me? Juan, what's poppin', world? You are now tuned into the Gemini in Me podcast, and I am your host, the Shab Geek. Thank you for tuning in. All right, so on today's episode, I'm going to give you my thoughts on the interview R. Kelly did with Gayle King, the Drake and Michael Jackson collaboration and what went wrong, the Leaving Neverland documentary, what's going on with OG Mako, Nipsey and Meek Mill have a joint album coming, Conor McGregor, Joe Biden, and my thoughts on Captain Marvel. Uh, yo, so last week, as soon as I uploaded my podcast, R. Kelly made a splash in the news again. It was because he did an interview with Mr. Gail King. And right before they released a full interview, they were releasing it in snippets and increments. And basically, the only thing I've seen in the increments that I wanted to give any kind of attention to was that he had an outburst. And he started crying and said that the people were trying to ruin his life and that he gave 30 years to music and that we shouldn't believe the allegations brought up against him. So... For me, what I want to discuss today with y'all, you know what I'm saying, because I treat y'all like we're having dialogue, what I want to discuss is basically why certain people feel like it's okay to touch on minors, right? Because rape is not always a person forcing themselves onto another person. I feel like that kind of rape, what he did was, you're an adult with the mental capacity to understand what's right and what's wrong versus this 14, 15 year old who doesn't quite understand, who doesn't quite know their self yet. I know their body, uh, they're not mentally equipped to deal with the games that you're going to play with them. You know what I mean? And that's, to me, that's the same thing as like a, a nigga. Like if you out of, I don't, I don't care who it is. If you're out of high school and you're still dealing with high school chicks, or if you was ever one of them niggas, and yeah, that's some weird shit, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know people can learn and do better and be better, but it's like, at what point do niggas, like, realize, it's like, my nigga, you can't be fucking a grown-ass man trying to deal with a fucking teenager or a fucking 14, 15, 16, yo. That's fucking weird. That's some weirdo shit. You know what I mean? And for me, What's even more disturbing is that, yes, he needs to be in jail. I feel like his team needs to be in jail. The parents need to be in jail. Everybody that was complicit in letting him have a long time with these girls or letting him have any kind of interaction with these girls needs to be locked the fuck up. That's just my opinion. It's no way you're going to tell me that y'all heard the rumors and y'all heard about whatever was going on with Aaliyah and y'all still decided to send your fucking daughter to R. Kelly's house in hopes that she will become a musical pop star or whatever. It's like, that's not even worth it, my nigga. That don't even make sense. And then I'm looking at the interview with the girls. or not. They're not even girls. I mean, they're, they're women now. I'm looking at the interview with these grown-ass women and to me personally, they seem brainwashed. They seem like R. Kelly trained them right and now they to the age where it don't even matter what their parents say like they can stay with that nigga for I guess for as long as he's free as long as he's not in jail and that's just some sad ass shit that he was able to manipulate and coerce these women to to do this bullshit like it's fucking crazy though you're a grown ass man how the fuck can your dick get hard from a fucking teenager bro I don't get that shit I don't like that shit I don't condone that shit I'm not fucking with that shit dog I always felt like niggas that talk to chicks in high school after niggas was out of high school that's some lame shit dog you can't no nigga make me feel different about it R. Kelly is a fucking weirdo and then I'm also be um I'm also keeping a buck R. Kelly did not get played in my house. My mom was not an R. Kelly fan. I don't think my dad was an R. Kelly fan either. So it's easy. It's it's easy for me to be like, fuck the music. You know what I mean? Like, it, it is some R. Kelly songs that I like, uh, you know, that he wrote that I like, but it's like, fuck it. I don't have to listen to that nigga. I'm not a fan of that nigga. I've never listened to an entire R. Kelly album. I barely listen to the singles. So it's easy for me to be like, fuck his music, fuck his legacy, fuck all that shit. But a nigga should have been in jail. 
the nigga should have been in jail and can't nobody tell me different. That whole situation is just fucking disgusting. You know what I mean? It's disgusting. And I was actually having a conversation with my best friend about this shit, and I was like, yo, I really think that it's people out there that, you know, that's close to R. Kelly that feel like even if he did do it, they don't care, and they're going to ride with their dog regardless. Because, you know, they got some people that rock like that. You know what I mean? If my nigga go kill 1,500 motherfuckers, well, my nigga, what was your reason for doing that? You know what I'm saying? If I feel like the reason is good enough for me personally, my nigga, I'm Ryan. What you fuck the world? You're ever we in this shit together. You go knock off whoever you need to go knock off. And I feel like that kind of mindset is detrimental when the niggas out here raping children. Like, I just, I, I don't care, bro. I can't see me allowing myself to be like, oh, yeah, my nigga fucking the fucking 13, yo, and that shit cool, my nigga. I'm just going to sit back and let that shit happen. No, bro. That's not, that, that ain't, that's, that's not no real... I hate the term real nigga, but that's 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 not solid, though. That's not no solid shit, bro. That's Fugazi's fucking. I'm not with that. So the interview, I ain't gonna lie, it was some it was certain things that I laughed at in the interview, like when he was talking about cult. He's like, I don't even know what a cult is. When he said, I don't know how to hog tie nobody. Why would I hog tie somebody? And then when he had the outburst, I'm gonna keep it a buck. The situation is not funny. But that is a funny-ass interview, and I've been seeing a lot of um, memes and re... Well, yeah, that nigga meme, he memed the fuck out right now. But I've been seeing a lot of remakes and remixes on the videos, and that shit is just hilarious to me. But the situation is not hilarious. So, in all, I want to say, fuck R. Kelly, fuck his music, fuck his legacy, fuck that whole, ah, let's separate the man from the music, fuck all that shit, fuck his work, bruh, stripping shit off the streaming services. Don't let this nigga make no money. The man belongs in jail. And I hate, I hate, you know what I'm saying, to be that person to be like, oh, that nigga need to be in jail or whatever, whatever. But it's like, my nigga touching on kids and fucking with kids, I'm not with that shit. Which brings me to my next topic, and that is the Michael Jackson Never Leave a Neverland documentary. Now... I have different views on this. Please don't feel like I'm a hypocrite. Or feel free to call me a hypocrite and call me out on this shit. I'm open to have the dialogue. I'm open to go back and forward. The Michael Jackson situation is a very hard thing to wrap your brain around for me personally. I'm going to say to wrap my brain around because I don't want to believe that the biggest person to ever do music was out here touching kids. Now, him being a weirdo was one thing. But out here touching kids, that's very, very disheartening for me. So the victims' name are Wade Robinson and James Safechuck. I hope I said that right. And they were the two guys who in a documentary said that Mike did inappropriate things to them. And I, I'm not going to lie. I was taken aback, not by the documentary, because I didn't watch the documentary, even though I read up on it every day and see what's going on and see what new news is developing. I was kind of caught off guard that this guy named Corey Feldman, who was appeared in The Lost Boys, um, I guess he was a big actor, a, a big child actor in the 80s, he came out on Twitter and said that he doesn't want to believe that his friend, the guy he knew at 14 years old, was out here doing these things to other kids because him and separate children were around Michael when they never had that experience. And this guy, Corey Feldman, he was molested by people in Hollywood at a young age. So he was like, he just doesn't see that being the case for Michael. But recently, he retracted his statements by saying that he wants the victim's voices to be heard because he knows what it's like to to be molested by a person and then have that person lie and say that they didn't do it or have that person not do the jail time or have that person basically get away scot-free after they took something that was very important from you at a young age in your childhood and like just 
it's a very, very messy, sticky situation. So for me personally, I'm going to wait until there's more information out on it. I'm not going to just shun the guys and be like, oh, fuck y'all, y'all lying, y'all just want some money. Even if that is the case, I feel like every victim's voice deserves to be heard. Now, if they can compile the evidence and if he's not guilty, then I feel like you should go to jail. You know what I mean? Like, I, I definitely feel like if you're lying about being a victim of sexual abuse, then you deserve to be in jail. But if so, let's, let me play devil's advocate. Then what happens? Do we ban Michael Jackson? Do we ban the greatest person to ever do music? And I know it makes me sound like a hypocrite comparing this to the R. Kelly shit, but it's like, I, just within my soul, just deep. And I'm not the, and I'm not a big Michael Jackson fan. Let me get that straight. Neither I know y'all probably wondering like, who the fuck am I a fan of? I like Beyonce personally. Shout out Queen B. But I'm not the biggest Michael Jackson fan, so it, it's not. It wouldn't be hard for me to separate the two. I just don't feel like that man was out here touching. Like if y'all read up on what they say, I'm not even gonna say it. But if y'all read up on the details of what they're accusing this man of, it's some sick ass shit. And I would just hope that he was not out here like on some weirdo shit like to that level. Because that would be very disheartening. So while we're still on the topic of Michael Jackson, we know that Drake recently put Michael Jackson vocals on his last album, which was Scorpion, on the song It Doesn't Matter To Me, which was actually supposed to be the single before In My Feelings took off. Well, it was, it was supposed to be his next single. But In My Feelings took off, so that took the back burner. Which I guess in hindsight is a good thing because with these allegations, because of the documentary, that might put Drake in a really, really weird space. But regardless, Drake is on a UK leg of his um, tour from the Scorpion album. And it just came out recently that he decided to pull that song from the playlist. And so a lot of people upset, reasonably so, you know what I mean? Because it's like, Michael Jackson beat the case years ago. Like, even though there are allegations from the documentary, nothing is concrete, nothing is proof. So it's like, what do you know, what does your team know that we don't, that makes you feel like, okay, I'm not going to play the song? Because I like the song. You know what I mean? I like the song, I dig the song, I don't skip the song when it comes on on the album. It's a real good song. But at the same time, I don't know if it's the type of song I would want to see him perform live. You know what I mean? But regardless, he pulled a song from the set list and a lot of people are upset. And my thoughts on that is, I get it in a way, but then in a way I don't get it. Because I know you had to go through a lot. You had to go through a lot. You had to pay a lot of money to get those vocals. That's not a cheap process. That's not an easy process. And I honestly think Drake is one of the very few people that can even pull that off. So if you'd actually get those vocals and now because he's, because of the documentary allegations coming out, you say, I'm going to scrap the song from the tour at the moment, it kind of leaves a bad, I can see why it leaves a bad taste in people's mouths. Now we all, well if you don't know, this is your first time listening to the podcast, I am a huge Drake fan. Drake is my favorite rapper of all time. I've been listening to Drake since 2008. So I was on Drake way, like two, at least two years before he got to So Far Gone. A year before he got to So Far Gone, and then after So Far Gone was Thank Me Lady, and by Thank Me Lady, he was already out of there. So I'm not a bandwagon Drake fan. I've been a Drake fan since, I want to say, day two. You know what I'm saying? Like, comeback season, room for improvement. Those are day one fans. I'm a day two fan, but I fuck with my nigga Drizzy. So... That bias in me is kind of like, I'm not going to say fuck Drake. I'm not going to say that's some lame ass shit. But it's very interesting because, again, it makes me wonder, what do you know? What does your team know that we don't? 
Like, is this some more explosive information coming out that's going to make everybody be like, all right, let me fall back from any kind of affiliation with Michael Jackson. I really want to know. Or it just could be, you know, Drake is not the political guy. He's never been in the politics. He doesn't really speak on certain issues. The most you'll get from Drake is a maybe a Black Lives Matter post every year, once every year, or maybe a fuck Trump, you know what I mean? Even though he's a Canadian citizen and... Maybe he probably is a U.S. citizen too, but he's not American, so I don't. I don't expect him to be mixed in with our politics. You know what I mean? So keeping the hip hop, I was scrolling through my Twitter search feed the other day, and I seen this guy that looked like he had got burns on him, or burn marks, and I thought it was a rapper. So I clicked on it, and I seen that it was the rapper O.G. Mako from the song "Bitch You Guessed It." And apparently, he has this flesh-eating disease that's like eating away at his face and the skull. And I was like real taken aback by that, so I was reading up on it, and he was saying that basically everybody who he thought would be there for him at you know at the most tragic times in his life are not there, and I just think that shit is sad as fuck. Now, if you don't know OG Mako, he's a guy that made the song "Bitch You Guessed It." Um, I think he was hot like in 2015. I don't really know what he's doing now. I don't know if he's still making music or still making rap music, but apparently, like I said, he has a flesh eating disease on his face and that shit is tragic as fuck so right now i just want to send positive energy if you pray some prayers if you're spiritual just send good energy to og mako because that shit is really heartbreaking and it's hard to see it's really just hard to see not even because he's a rapper not even because he has a little fame just looking at that i don't wish that on nobody i don't want that for nobody that shit looks like it hurts that shit looks like crazy so I hope like he has a speedy recovery or they can fix that or do something about that because that really breaks my heart, dog. Like and I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. I was like, man, whenever I die, please don't let it be, you know what I'm saying, like a slow, painful ass death because I'm sick of some shit. That shit, nah, we don't wanna do that. So again, Shout out to OG Mako, man. I hope you get better real soon. I hope you feel better real soon. And I hope they can, like, slow that shit down and find a fix for that because, like I said, man, that's heartbreaking. I don't think anybody should have to go through that. Now, I also seen a report that the homie Nipsey Hussle and Meek Mill are about to do a collaboration album, which is dope. And I also seen that Future and Drake are gearing up to release What a Time to Be Alive Part 2. Ah. Uh, they can keep that. You know what I mean? So, I'm not not saying that Nip and um, Meek can keep that shit. That's cool. I've never listened to a full Meek album. I fuck with Nipsey. I like his project. So, I probably listened to it like a couple times or maybe once full through. But I'm not that big of a Meek fan. But shout out to Meek, man. I like how he came home, changed his image, reformed, and now he on this shit. I like that, man. I like that. I like to see brothers doing positive things. And also, y'all know that boy Nipsey got that documentary coming about Dr. Let me not lie and tell you I know the name of him off top, but I will say he's a doctor that found the cure for AIDS and cancer, and then um, he went to court for that shit, and then he got killed. So, y'all do your research on that. That shit is coming real soon. I like what Nip be doing. Nip is like a real... Like on some young hove type shit, like build within the community, invest in yourself, you know what I'm saying, spread love to your people, spread wealth, financial literacy to your people. I like that. I like to see that shit. Now, like I said, that Drake and that um, future shit, I w- I'm not a fan of like, I don't want to say trap Drake because I think people like misuse the term trap, but I don't like that kind of Drake. I like regular Drake. I'm not with 
Drake when he does the future shit. So I'm going to be tuned into that shit, but it's nothing that I'm looking for. And I hope that's not the next project. I hope we get another solo Drake album before we get this fucking future collaboration shit part two. Because honestly, in my opinion, the world doesn't need that. You know what I mean? I don't know how the fuck niggas be sitting there listening to full future. But you know what? I'm not going to be a hater. <laughs> I ain't going to be a hater this time. Y'all got it. I'm not going to be a hater. Shout out to Future. Shout out to Drizzy. Shout out to Meek. And shout out to Nipsey. Now, I seen that Conor, not Conor, Conor McGregor was in the news for some funny shit. It probably wasn't funny at the moment, but I'm sure him and his team laughed at it after the fact. So Conor McGregor was in Miami. And apparently, if, well, now I can't say a fan because the fan wouldn't do this. But a guy walked up to Connor and I guess he was recording him, and he wanted Connor to take a picture with him. And so Connor said no. And so I guess the guy proceeded to be recording him. So Connor smacked the phone out of his hand. Then he stumped on the dude's phone. Then he picked the phone up off the ground and he walked away with it. Now the guy reported the shit to the police and he said that the phone had a value of a thousand dollars. So I guess it was the iPhone. Uh, 11, 10, I don't know what they own, but it was a brand new iPhone. And so Connor got charged with fucking theft and strong arm robbery, which is fucking crazy, right? So shout out to Connor McGregor. He out of jail. I seen him um, leaving, leaving the jail. But that shit was just funny. It's like, why do people feel like celebrities owe us anything? Like, let me bring it back to the Drake shit. If I seen Drake in person... If I had the courage to, I would try to like manage to, hey, can you know, can I get you to sign something or can I get a conversation out you? But if if it seemed like that's not where he at with it, then that's not where he at with it, dog. It don't matter how big a fan you is. Like celebrities are people too, dog. Like and they have their good days and bad days. Maybe that man just didn't feel like dealing with that shit that day. But I would never be like that obnoxious person to just walk up to a motherfucker and be recording and be like, yo, dude. Uh, give me a picture, man, or whatever, whatever. And it's like, my nigga, that's not how you do it, my nigga. Just see that man, salute him, go about your day, bro. It's really not even that serious. Like, y'all just be doing the most. And I feel like if I'm a celebrity and you come recording me, I should have the right to slap your shit out your hand. Now, I'm not going to try to fuck over your property. I'm not going to say I'm not going to stomp on your shit and then take it with me. Like, nigga, do something about it. But... I just thought that whole situation was funny. Because to me, all that leads to for real is that, hey, I know I can fight. I don't care if you can fight, but I know I can fight. So I'm going to do this to you. And if you bout it, nigga, do something. Nigga, jump bad. You know what I mean? So that shit was just hilarious to a nigga like me. Moving on. I recently seen, not about recently, I'm going to keep it a buck. I just seen this like a couple minutes ago, that Joe Biden is considering running for president in 2020. And if you don't know Joe Biden, you're not familiar with politics, Joe Biden was the vice president for um, President Obama these past, not past eight years, because Agent Orange been in office since 2016. But the whole time Barack Obama was in office, Joe Biden was the vice president. So it's that guy. So I think that's cool as fuck. I'm still really more leaning towards Bernie, but this is not the podcast I'm going to talk about politics. That's not going to be this. You know what I mean? So, so, the last thing I wanted to talk about was this Captain Marvel movie. It just came out this past weekend, and it's breaking all kind of box office records. I've seen it on the very first day. 
I'm a big movie head. I love to see movies. I love to go to the movie theater. I especially love going on the first date because I like to feel the vibe. I want to see how the crowd feels about the movie. I like to see the crowd size, you know, the demographic of who's going to see the movie. But in all, I'm a big movie head and I love going opening day, if not opening weekend. But I'm never the guy that's going to wait like a weekend to go to the movies. I'm probably going to see it like as soon as it come out, that very first showing. Like I'm that guy, you know what I mean? And so it was a lot of controversy on the internet surrounding the movie. And I don't know if it made it to like the public media, but a lot of white men on the internet, and I don't mean that in no disrespect at all. I don't mean that with disrespect. Let me rephrase that. A lot of white men were thrown off by her comments about her wanting to give women and women of color more equal opportunities as far as journalism goes. And basically she said that for the press run on this tour, she would like to speak more with women and women of color because the last couple movies she did, all she got to talk to was men and the, the movie, whatever movie it was, I don't know, but it wasn't about men. And she even gave the example of the Oprah movie, um... Uh, open time or wrinkle in time or something and she was like it doesn't make sense for a white man let's say in his 40s to be reviewing a movie or giving his opinion or critiquing a movie about black women or women of color women of ethnicity because you it's like you can't relate I feel like it would be better described by somebody that's maybe a woman of color if that makes sense y'all do y'all get what she's saying it's basically like you don't live this. You're not a woman. You're not a woman of color. So how could you really give? Why, why are you bashing something that you don't understand? So she was saying for this press one, hey, let me talk to more women. Let it be more women inclusive. Let it be more women of color. Let's spread the love to women. And also like how guys like um, Benedict, I don't know his first name, but I know his last name is Benedict. The guys that plays Dr. Strange in the Marvel movies. Oh, if to make it even more simple for you, if you've seen Avengers, um, whatever the last Avengers movie is, the you know, Doctor Strange, where he's looking up at all the different possibilities, that guy. He said that from now on, moving forward, every movie he plays that has a woman with him, he wants that woman to have equal pay as him. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, let's end this gender gap shit in Hollywood. But to bring it back to Bria Lawson, she made those comments about wanting to be more inclusive to women and women of color. And a lot of white men were upset. And at first, before I read her interview, I didn't understand it because it was making it seem like she's a super feminist or she's just a man basher and she hates men and she doesn't want white men to see her movie. But then when I read the interview, I was like, wow, it was like people can really take things out of context and use them for, use them to drive whatever narrative they want to drive. So... I say all that to say that I really like Bria Lawson. I like what she's doing. I like where her head is at. And the movie was great. It was a really good movie. Um, it had action. It was funny. And you know how I feel about Marvel movies. Well, if you don't know how I feel about Marvel movies, if you're a new listener to this podcast, I'm a DC Comics fan, right? So I love DC movies. I love the movies people hate. I love Man of Steel. I love Batman vs. Superman. Justice League is all right, but they, you know, WB butchered that. But I got podcasts talking about that, so I'm not going to re-go over that. But just to let y'all know, I like, I enjoy Marvel movies, but I love DC. Like, my favorite superhero is Batman. I Like I said, I love The Man of Steel. I love Batman versus Superman. I like the Wonder Woman movie. And for me, the difference between DC movies and Marvel movies is that 
for a long time, Zack Snyder, I feel like, was making DC movies or making those comic book movies for adult fans and not really gearing towards children or like the family crowd versus Marvel who makes like cookie cutter movies and they're funny and they're not deep. It's no it's no um metaphor behind it. It's nothing it's like it's like it's like what you see is what you get. It's a simple ass movie. It's gonna be some action. It's gonna have heart. It's gonna be funny. It's gonna be cool. So I prefer a movie that's gonna be thought provoking. I prefer a movie that's gonna give me a, a really sharp twist or a really a undertone that maybe you gotta really be thinking about to understand. That's why I like DC. That's why I'm kind of like Marvel is cool, but it is what it is. But as far as Captain Marvel, it was a really good movie. It was a really great movie, and I 100 percent went into it thinking if this shit is trash, I'ma say it's trash. You know what I mean? I'ma say it. I'ma let the world know that that shit is trash. But I really enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed that shit. I'm not gonna lie. That was it was a good fucking movie to me. And I also like how. Her best friend in the movie is a black woman, and her best friend has a daughter who's just in awe by Captain Marvel. You know what I mean? And I just think that the little underline that I got from that is that a little girl... Let me let me just keep it a buck. Let me just keep it a bean. A little black girl is going to look at that just like how little black boys look at black... Oh, it's not even gender specific. But they're going to look at these people. They're going to be like, hey, that's somebody that's a superhero that looks like me, and that's cool. You know what I'm saying? And then it, I just like the inclusiveness. I just like that nowadays, um, our young black kids have people to look up to as far as superheroes because we didn't always have that. Yeah, we had Blade growing up, and that was a part of the Marvel Universe, but Blade was for adults. You should really, you know what I'm saying? We shouldn't have been watching Blade when we was watching Blade, but fuck it, it is what it is. But now, these kids have superheroes that they can look up to. And so I personally can't wait for when DC decides to make the Green Lantern movie and they have the Black Green Lantern, which is Jon Stewart. But I know I'm probably talking nerd right now and y'all don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, so I'm going to leave that alone. But again, Captain Marvel was a real good movie. I suggest everybody see it. Take your daughters to see it. Take your sons to see it. Take your kids to see it. It's a real cool movie. And as far as the next Avengers movie go, I'm not going to ruin it for y'all, but I will say that Captain Marvel is Marvel's equivalent to Superman. She is strong as fuck, so I really can't wait to see what happens when she goes against Thanos. I really want to see what the fuck Thanos going to do, because the shit that she was doing in this movie, even with all the um, Infinity Stones, I don't know what the fuck he going to do about her. Because she's strong. Like, she ain't no joke. That shit is not a game. That shit is not for play. Shawty is about that shit. So, again, I suggest everybody go see Captain Marvel because it was a real good movie. It was a really good movie. Yo, that's the episode for this week. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Before I get out of here, I want to ask that you please follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My at handle is the Shive Geek, and that is T-H-A-S-H-I-V-E-G-E-E-K. And also, I want to ask that you follow me on Spotify and subscribe to me on Apple Podcasts. Again, I am your host, the Shive Geek. This is the Gemini in Me Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for another week. Thank you for listening and giving me your time. And I hope you all have a good week. Talk to you next week.